Welcome to the Writer's Hour, where we have creative conversations with up-and-coming authors on their latest books. This is the place to be if you wish to get a preview of new books that are available for the voracious bibliophile, as well as the story behind the story for the voyeur who wishes a peek behind the creative curtain. Here's your host, Janine Bolin. Hello, welcome to the Writer's Hour. I am Janine Bolin, your host. And what we do is we have creative conversations with authors and we talk to them about the stories that are the, you know, that make up their stories. And today I have with me Mary Ann Johnson, who happens to have been born into a large and boisterous family, she says, with nine children. She survived to become a mother of seven herself, of equally boisterous and busy children. She has been happily married to her husband, Don, for over 46 years. She has 13 grandchildren, ages 2 to 29. She started college at 19 and finally finished with her master's degree in her 40s. Congratulations. Thanks for being with us, Marianne. So nice. I'm really looking forward to it, Janine. Thank you. So I'm going to be honest, uh, Marianne and I met many, many, many years ago when I was the author of my first book, Money, It's Not Just for Rich People. Marianne was one of those people in the audience as I was sharing my debt-free living principles, and little did I know that she herself was going to be thrust into an environment where neither of us really felt we were authorities, but because we were doing so much and transforming so many people's lives, this is like 20 years ago. Um, isn't it crazy? Uh, 20 crazy. years ago, we had no idea that, that we would be doing what we were doing today. And so the, her book is Becoming a Present Parent in Five Minutes or Less a Day. She talks about all kinds of things that she learned and tools. And you can go to her website and she'll be glad to, as she says, the best uh, chapter in the book I give away free because it's that important. So here we are in this lockdown situation, people having to homeschool children that never thought they'd have to. Marianne and I both chose to homeschool our children, but there was a process regarding that. So I'm going to let Marianne speak for herself now. So chat with me a little bit about how you got thrust into being an author of an area that you really didn't feel you were the best authority on. I mean, that's always the rub, isn't it? Yeah, so, you know, we had seven children and it was not easy sailing. We had four of our children that ended up in drugs and we lived in a really small town in Montana, so how does that happen? Um, we're very church going, um, you know, solid people. And it was a, it was a struggle. Um, and so I always felt like not a very good parent, actually, because it didn't turn out perfect. That's the one thing I've learned the most. And I can say to people is, I don't care what it looks like right now. If you do some simple things consistently for the years you have your kids, it's going to be enough because it was enough. And so when we moved to Utah, my daughter was involved in the homeschool community. She didn't have any kids of her own at the time. And I had also gone back to college to her alma mater, and we graduated the same year me with her with a bachelor's, me with a master's. And I really liked her friends. They were cool people, um, and I wanted to be part of that. And so I, I really only homeschooled my kids for like five years out of 39 years worth of kids. <laughs> but 
I said, what the heck? I know a little bit. And I started going to homeschool things. I didn't have any kids at home except my last daughter was 13. And we were homeschooling her when we moved here. And I decided, well, I just really, I like these people and I like the environment and I just want to be around them. So I'm just going to participate. Well, in that process, I developed a, an educational tool called the Spark Station. It originally was called the Closet because it was a closet. But then my publisher said, I really love your stuff, but I actually had to go look at it to see, were you teaching people how to come out of the closet or what? <laughs> <laughs> there there are a few metaphors regarding that yeah. and she was trying to figure out which one were you putting yourself into yes exactly so we decided we needed a name change so we did uh, make a name change and that's my mom that you see back there yep nice to <laughs> um, see you mom we uh and so it, that was like hugely popular the very first presentation i did i was a nobody Nobody knew me from Adam, except I just went to events with my daughter. We had standing room only and people spilling out into the hall. The topic was so hot. How do I connect with my kids? How do I make them like homeschool? How do I not hate them <laughs> during homeschooling? It was a huge, huge success. And I taught that specific tool for a number of years. But I realized as I was doing that, this really isn't about homeschool. This isn't about education. This is about connection. And that's why it works. Because kids feel like all of a sudden for a few moments a day, their parents are paying attention. And we live in a time when parents are super distracted. Kids are distracted. It's really hard to actually connect with people. And so I, re I started reevaluating everything that I was doing and what I was teaching. It's all the same stuff, but in this idea of how do we actually connect so that it makes a difference and that was and I, and I was writing I had a, a very well read blog and so I had was writing all these blogs about things that I had learned and how they related and how this tool could help and how life itself is the tool the connection tool every day that we live you know what we're doing with our families and so I started thinking about a book, but that is another huge story because really, what did I know? I had four kids who got involved with drugs. Our life wasn't simple. My husband and I had to work through a lot of stuff because he came from, you know, his father was now alcoholic and my dad was super controlling. I mean, we just had a bag of stuff and we did not feel successful or like experts at all. Because there's this uh, problem in the writing world and I think in life in general that we think we have to have it all together. We think we have to be perfect. We have to have our act together before we can be an expert. And what people don't really realize, and you and I have talked about this before, the reason we get thrust into the forefront of being experts is because we have answers. Why? Because we've gone through the mud. We, we had to come up with these answers on the fly while staring at a horrific situation, right? Yeah, so exactly. tell us a, a little bit about this five minutes a day of connecting. What are some of your favorite tools at helping uh, parents that are highly distracted, working from home? You know, everything's different for them, right? Everything is different. 
So there's five minutes a day to really connect with their kids. What are some, like, the top three things you could recommend to them? So interestingly enough, that's the free chapter. It's called Touch Points. Every day, there are points of connection in a family. What I, what I do in that chapter is I take the things that are – I like to say this. Let's turn the points of contention in our home into points of connection. And so um, we have bedtime, super contentious in many homes, mealtime, oh my gosh, chores, like really, and going in the car to this appointment or that appointment or whatever we're doing. Yep, there's my reminder to relax. <laughs> so take a deep breath. These points of contention then become points of connection. And you and I have had a little bit of discussions about how when it came to bedtime, I always made sure that I had planned two hours to put the kids to bed. Because I knew as I visited each bed, whether they ha I had four kids in bunk beds in one room or however everybody has stuff set up, uh, I knew it was going to take a long time because as the kids would lay there relaxed, they would just start talking, all the things that they've stored up for the day. And I would start with the eldest ones and work to the youngest because the youngest ones were the ones that wanted to talk the most. So that was my way. My teenagers, I really wanted to connect with while I was fresh, whereas my young ones really just wanted me to sit there and just listen to them talk. And so bedtime, I set up that way in my head and that kept me from being wanting to rush bedtime. So for you, what were some of your touch points with so most parents will not and cannot give two hours and their goal is to get their kids in bed as quickly as they can so they can get back to work which they haven't been able to finish because there's a lot of distractions or to um, get to their favorite movie or they just need a rest I mean parenting is a tough job and it can feel really challenging and hard so the goal is to give your children five minutes. Now, why would five minutes work versus two hours? It's because when your kids trust you, when they know that you are gonna do what you say, and trust me, parents fib to their kids all the time. <laughs> they don't mean to, but they just do. They say, okay, we'll do this, and then we don't do this. But let's, so I say, um, if there are two parents, then you can divide and conquer. One parent can take part of the kids and one parent, the other parent can take part of the kids. If there's one parent, then you say, on Monday and Tuesdays, I'm going to give you five minutes. On Thursday and Friday, you get five minutes. And you still, you're dividing and conquering. Kids want you every day. You go in, you touch them. That's one of the skills is this random touch. You touch them, you... Um, just kiss them. You say, I'm sure looking forward to Friday, Friday when it's your day. And they will let you go because they know when Friday comes, you're going to give them their time. You're going to sit on their bed. You're going to listen to what they have to say. You're going to talk to them and give them your time. So the chapter goes to how, do you, how can you actually accomplish this nighttime routine in less time? You know, there's a very poignant story in that 
particular chapter, I had a mom with a daughter who was um, very, let me, let me just close my mom's door. Mom, would you close your door, please? Would you close your door? I, I find it first. Yeah, I'll, they're okay. Just close your door. Thanks. I put her birds outside because they're so noisy. And she has Alzheimer's, so she doesn't know where they are. But she went out and walked right past them. <laughs> <laughs> There's anyway, so many really people living in environments right now. We just can do the best. You know, we only can do what we can do, right? And, and this so, is a perfect example of what we're exactly. talking about. You know, how do I do what I do, taking care of my mom who has Alzheimer's, my granddaughter who has special needs, cerebral palsy, who's 14, and my husband who's very ill. How, you know, how do you do that and live in a home with, you know, six other people well we can if we can change our story and that's what the chapter on touch points is about it's about looking at bedtime differently than you do now as a really hard thing that takes a lot of time that's very wearing how do you how do you change how you feel about that how do you change how that goes it's the same with mealtime mealtime can be super exasperating unless your story is different if your meal, if your meal time is about getting food in and getting it cleaned up and getting out, it's going to be stressful. Mom, please close your door. Mom, I want you to go in and close your door. Go in your room and close your door. If the story is that meal time is about connecting, it doesn't matter if it takes five minutes or fifteen. It doesn't matter if somebody spills their milk or not. It doesn't matter if and not a word is spoken or you have a delightful conversation. If in your mind mealtime is about connection, it just transforms the whole experience for you and for your kids. Anyway, basically that, that we take these moments during the day when we are going to connect with our family and we choose to make them connection moments instead of contention moments. Nobody's going to be good at it 100% of the time, but if you are better at it, 60% of the time, you can imagine the difference it would make, right? Uh, well, you and I've talked a lot about raising kids and how you go about homeschooling and all that kind of stuff. And just realize everybody's going to do it differently and you're allowed your own style. And one of the things I really enjoy about what I've listened to your YouTube uh, videos and how you coach people in person is that we work with where you are. And if you are making an honest effort, authentic effort to be better, believe it or not, your children will respond. It's amazing, isn't it? So that it's was amazing. one of the fun things for you was you talking about how as soon as I change my mindset, I'll be a son of a gun if those kids didn't like respond and harmonize with the change in my mindset. This is the wonderful thing about children is they're extremely flexible. They're very forgiving and they're super trusting. And you can take those three things and use them to your advantage, even when you're terribly imperfect. So I have seven children. My oldest one is almost 50. My youngest one just turned 30. And they are such remarkably well-adjusted, kind generous and loyal people and sometimes Don and I look at that and say how did that happen we lived in in hell for 13 years it was a long challenging time I would I'm not a particularly nurturing person
person. I've had to teach myself a ton of stuff. <laughs> I, if I could go back, I've often thought if I went back, would I be different? Yeah, I would be different, but would I be super, super different? No, because we are who we are, right? <laughs> right. You kind of have to look in the mirror and go, you know, I have warts, and those are sure. warts. You know, those are warts. <laughs> but despite the challenges, our results were really wonderful. And I, I tell that to parents that I work with, look, if you would just make a change in, in the way you think about a few things, and if you just become super consistent, it's going to be enough. You're going to be good. Your family's going to be good. So this is the Writer's Hour with Janine Bolin and our wonderful guest, Marianne Johnson, who is talking to us today about becoming a present parent in five minutes or less. And one of the most exciting aspects is that her favorite chapter, the one that she thinks is the best chapter of the book, is actually free. Where can they go to get download the free chapter, Marianne? Becomingapresentparent.com. Now, you can get the free chapter there. You can get more information about the book, and it will also lead you to the blog. And I post once a week, and I send out a newsletter once a week because I'm busy, and you're all busy. I'm not going to post five or six times a day to get your attention. That's the other wonderful thing I wanted to let you know. I have been on Marianne's newsletter for years, and every Sunday – I can open up my email and there she is. She is as consistent as they come regarding that. But I really recommend that you read her book. You know, go out, buy her book, read it, and let her counsel you. Allow her to guide you because we're not perfect. And she's the last person to say, oh, I am the authority. And I, she doesn't have any of that kind of stuff. She is one of those that has been thrust into the arena of authority just because she's so highly aware of who she is. So Marianne, thank you for taking time with us today and give our best to your mom. <laughs> She'll be really grateful when I open the door and say, mom, it's okay. You can come out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when they have Alzheimer's, you know, there you are right back in that nurturing role, right? So, That's right. Which anyway, thank you so much for your time today, and I look forward to our next chat. Thank you so much for inviting me, and all of you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Writer's Hour. To hear more about the creative conversations that Janine Bolin is sharing with her listeners, please visit JanineBolin.com forward slash guest.